Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And to clarify the situation, eliminate any confusion, this is not Newell Norman. Newell is taking an annual hunting trip this week, and I'm Don Dubuque filling in for him. That Normally I'm doing a hunting trip this time of year, which I have planned, by the way, for this weekend. But this is Newell's turn, and I'll be with you till uh, 1 o'clock today, and then again tomorrow from 10 to 1, and of course on our regular Saturday morning program from 5 to 7 a.m. on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Just catching up on some text uh, from last hour, an overwhelming response against the black bear season for various reasons. And also a lot of people are wanting to know where they can catch the Bayou Wild show where we'll be featuring Tigers in the Wild, which we talked about last hour. If you go to the website, BayouWildTV.com, there's a listing. We have a, a, a small network of stations all across the state that carry the show at different times and on different channels. And, of course, it's always available by streaming it on our website. Every every uh, episode is listed at BayouWildTV.com. All right, that being said, uh, this hour we're going to talk uh, more about Department of Wildlife and Fisheries here in Louisiana. We have a new a secretary of the department. I always thought secretary was a, a misnomer, really the wrong title, because a secretary denotes kind of uh, someone that takes notes and works for someone uh, as their, their, their go-between. Uh, the actual secretary of the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries is the top position in that agency. And uh, with Governor Landry coming in, we now have a change. Madison Shahan is now the new uh, director of the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. It's also it's called Secretary, and she joins us now for her first interview. Madison, thank you so much for being with us. A lot of people have been anticipating hearing from you. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. Madison, tell me, how does a, a young 26-year-old woman from South Dakota end up as the head of the biggest agency that deals with natural resources and probably the, one of the most varied in the nation as its, uh, as its head? How did you end up here? Well, look, I've uh, had the great opportunity by Governor Landry to be able to serve him and serve this department, and I'm very excited to get started and serve the people of Louisiana. And I've had a great experience working for Governor Nome of South Dakota over the last three years on various different projects, and I'm very excited to be a part of the Louisiana culture, be a part of the sportsman paradise, and be a member of this team and being trusted by Governor Landry uh, to be able to do this job. What would you say to people, and I'm sure you've heard some of this, uh, 26 years old, too young. Uh, we're getting government a, a leadership criticized for being either too young or too old. I say let their record and their actions speak for it. I don't think age has anything to do with it. 
Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. I don't think age is a, is a problem here. I'm very excited to leave and ser- lead and serve this department, and I think uh, the opportunity to show the work I can do uh, is a great opportunity that Governor Landry has given me. Um, what, if you could, just tell us some basic areas of concern that you think you may need to reform or changes that might need to be made in this agency. Personally, I've covered the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries for 40 years. And I've seen a lot of people come and go. I've seen a lot of good things. I've seen a lot of bad things. Uh, the last person in your position uh, left the position in disgrace. It was, a, I thought, a very poor hire. I think there were others that took place in the department. Uh, working with some of the people, uh, I noticed that there's a very low morale in the agency. Although they don't show it outwardly, it shows when I try to get them involved in you know, working with me in the media to get their message out to the public and and demonstrate the great work that a lot of them do, and it's just not there. Um, How do you plan to restore what users fail to see as far as Department of Wildlife and Fisheries morale and and new leadership? Well, look, I'll I'll tell you this. I actually just got back into my office from spending the morning at Waddell with our new training cadets that are out there. We had a great lifting session this morning, and I had the opportunity to speak to them as well as hang out with the class of of 36 with our law enforcement colonel as well as a deputy secretary in the department. And just being able to be out in the field with them in in the workout room with them this morning, I think shows our dedication to this department and the way we want to move it forward. My first priority is to make this a public service organization to be able to fix a lot of the bad image that uh, has put a bad taste in people's mouths, quite frankly. And we want to be able to lead the department forward in a new direction and create a department of fish and wildlife that truly serves the people of Louisiana. This is a premier sportsman organization. That's what the people of Louisiana deserve. This is a sportsman paradise, as I've said before. And Every hunter and fisherman knows that. We want to honor that the best way that we can and be able to serve the people of Louisiana, kick programs, identify areas that we can move this department forward, areas that have struggled in the past and ways we can fix them, and just find different ways to really serve the sportsmen of this state and be able to move this organization forward in a positive direction. And like I said, we got the had a great workout this morning with our law enforcement agents. There's a lot of dedicated people in this department that haven't been in this department since the beginning of their careers and that have retired out of this department. And I want to honor them and, and serve them in my capacity as the leader of this department and truly honor the, the legacy Governor Landry wants to leave with the sportsmen of the state. I have to agree with you, Madison. The enforcement division is the shining star of, of the agency. Those guys work very hard. They're very dedicated and go above and beyond the call of duty. Uh, how about your... Um, well, I think you, that you're exactly right that they go above and beyond. A, a great example of this is over the last couple of days with the snowstorm, our agents have been out transporting veterans to veterans' hospitals in the northern part of the state uh, as as part of our emergency response program. And we had over 10 agents helping about 100 different veterans and first responders be able to get back and forth uh, to their jobs as well as to hospital visits and, and urgent cares over the last couple of days. And I think that just speaks volumes of the leadership our colonel has as well as the role our agents play in the community. And we are out when other people are not. Our agents are places that everyone else is there to work 
and uh, they're excited about the work they get to do every day, and I'm excited to be able to help them do their jobs every single day. Uh, how about Stephen Clark? He is your deputy secretary. He's got a long history of law enforcement experience with both the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries and U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Yes, he does. And I was very excited that Stephen wanted to join the team and, and wanted to serve Governor Landry. I think he's an excellent hire. I think he's an excellent pick for that role. He's got great value that he can bring to our enforcement agency as well as to the different areas of the department with such a vast background in law enforcement and U.S. Fish and Wildlife. There's a lot of talent at the federal level. I'm very grateful that he's coming back to the state level and uh, being able to be a part of this mission with me. I was glad to hear your first priority is reestablishing faith in the department as a public service agency, but I also want to talk about some of the specific issues that is on your constituents' minds. And, and I think on the top of the list, judging from what I hear and the amount of time I've had to dedicate this, is that Menhaden industry, the pokey boat industry. Of course, policy is set by the commissioners. You are in charge of the agency that implements their actions and policies as well as the legislature's. How do you see this pokey issue? Have you had a chance to, to sink your teeth into it and get a good handle on what it's all about and where you might want to take the agency with regard to it? For the pokey issue, I think it's one of those things that this issue may appear in front of the commission agenda over the next month, and I don't want to get ahead of them. They've got a job to do here, and so do we. And we've been in touch with representatives of both sides of this issue, and I look forward to being able to communicate with them and work with them as well as with our commission to be able to find an equitable solution for the issue, and I think that's the way we have to move forward with it. That one-mile buffer that's proposed and then the three-mile in the three other areas, I'm sure you've looked at that. That's currently the NOI. Do you favor that? Do you think that's the, the solution? Look, like I said, I think the biggest thing here is that we have to let the commission do their job first, and then from there we'll be able to move forward as an organization. Got it. Um, other issues we've got, um, coastal restoration. I'm sure you've, you've heard both sides, people who want full-blown river diversions to restore it, other people who are saying that is detrimental. Look at the uh, environmental impact statement that was done, and dredging and filling is a better method or maybe a combination. Where do you stand on, on that coastal restoration project right now and as far as the agency's input? Our department has worked closely over the last couple of years with CPRA as well as a lot of the other sister organizations that do a lot of this work. And we understand that our coastal lands loss crisis is a really big issue and dredging is an important tool to be able to do that, but it also can only buy us so much time. And so we want to look at all the projects that are currently under construction and see how those are going to negatively or positively impact these communities and make sure that if whatever we can do to be able to help with that, uh, move the department forward in positive directions with that. We know that the TIG money has been set aside and it's about $378 million in order to mitigate some of these costs. And so we wanna make sure that that money is set aside for the communities and fisheries that are gonna need it most. And our department is committed to serving the sportsmen of Louisiana, the fishermen and the hunters of how this will work and just making sure we're there to support these communities in need. Before you came here, uh, while you were in South Dakota, were you aware of the, the, the land loss, the, the horrendous problem that we're facing here with coastal loss and how that impacts the rest of the country? I've always felt that the word just didn't get out. And I think that's why federal assistance is, is so slow to react because 
people in other parts of the country, they might hear about it, but they don't really understand it. What was your understanding well, before you came here? I think that one of the big things that we need to do better as a department is educating the public, whether that's the public in Louisiana or nationwide. As somebody who grew up on Lake Erie in northwest Ohio, as well as somebody who spent a lot of time in the state of South Dakota, each one of those states have a different set of problems that relate to land loss, but a very different problem than what we see in Louisiana with the coastal lines. And so as we look at that, I think one of the biggest things we need to do is to be able to create better educational programs, not only for this issue, but also for other issues. So that way, fishermen and hunters from different states recognize that while they come visit the state of Louisiana and and spend their time here. Got it. Madison, we're going to take a break here and we come back. I want to talk about what a lot of people consider in Louisiana as a crisis, and that is our waterfowl situation. Also maybe talk about the restocking program that is in, not even in its infancy. It's been in the thought process right now, and also a possibility of bringing back a very popular program here called Tag Louisiana. We're talking with Madison Shahan. She is the newly appointed Uh, secretary or head of the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries about her vision for improving uh, the morale, uh, getting the agency to have uh, the the constituents have faith in it, and also address some very, very important issues uh, concerning our natural resources. I'm Don Dubuque filling in for Newell Norman. I'll be right back after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law and if you're just tuning in, I'm Don Dubuque filling in for Newell Norman. Uh, we have a special guest joining us this morning, Madison Shahan, who is the new secretary of Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. Uh, Madison, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, I've been to South Dakota several times. I love the terrain. I love the people. The pheasant hunting is great. It's a little too cold for my liking, except we've got some of that weather down here recently. Uh, did you get to hunt and fish much up there, and have you had a chance? I know you've been busy since you got here with the new job, but have you had to ex- gotten to experience any Louisiana fishing or hunting? Yeah, we had a great time in South Dakota being able to hunt a lot. As you know, the state bird up there is the pheasant, and I think it's the only state in the country that actually goes out and kills their state bird, and I know Governor Nome is very proud of that, and I've spent a lot of time 
uh, out pheasant hunting, and I actually was very fortunate enough to raise hunting dogs and pheasants growing up, and so I spent a lot of time pheasant hunting with my dad and brother, and so when I got out to South Dakota, it was I got to show off my skills for the first time in a long time, and so very grateful for that, and I look forward to be able to get out in Louisiana, and I know that duck season's coming to a close pretty quickly here, but I'm looking forward to be able to, to go out and do some more hunting and, and fishing as the season warms up, but I do do apologize for bringing the cold down with me. I think that's one thing that uh, I accidentally brought with me, but I promise you the rest is all good. Well, my choice uh, for pheasant hunting is, is my German short hair pointer. What type of dogs did you raise? We raised German short-haired pointer. I had a uh, one dog named Shelby, and the other's name was uh, Dexter, and they were both great. <laughs> Loved to get out in the field with them, and they did great work. There's nothing better than being in a field and watching dogs hunt and point as well as flush and retrieve. And so it was great to grow up with that lifestyle. And my brother to this day takes his his uh, year old daughter out with him to do it too. And so it's really a family affair back home. So I, I love getting home to be able to do that, but I'm very excited to have them down here in Louisiana to do it with us and uh, show them how much better we do it in Louisiana. Uh, you mentioned uh, waterfowl season coming to a close. That is one of the areas of, of major concern. Uh, the history of Louisiana uh, goes back to where, you know, the Sportsman's Paradise moniker, and we were known for our vast uh, migration of ducks and geese and the wetlands that we had and the rice fields. And in the northern part of the state, we have some flooded timber, and people have enjoyed Louisiana being the leader in, in waterfowl hunting for many, many years. Well, that has now gone away. I think there's a lot of reasons for it. It's a very complicated issue, but I get pages and pages of observations and possible solutions from a lot of retired, basically, waterfowl managers who they are no longer working for the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service or for their respective states, and they can speak freely without political criticism or interference. Uh, have you looked at what's been going on here in Louisiana? I'm, I'm sure it's, it's going to be reflected in our duck stamp sales because... People uh, like what happened back in, in the late 80s, we went to a three-bird, 30-day season, and we lost half our duck hunter sales, the stamps, because they went to deer hunting. A lot of them never came back. Some have, and I, I think we're slipping to, into that situation again. Uh, the, the waterfowl hunting is just not what it used to be, and I don't know whether we can ever restore it because land loss, marsh, is, is a big problem. Uh, but also there's other factors involved, and maybe it's it's in re reevaluating what the hunting experience is. Maybe we need to shorten seasons, shorten limits. What what are you feeling on, on the problem we have here in Louisiana and what's a possible solution? Well, over the last two weeks, I've had the opportunity to meet with a lot of the great people in this department to be able to tell us the current state of things like this and our waterfowl and some of the different seasons and things we have going on right now. And, you know, the one thing I can say is that the Louisiana does not see the amount of game birds that we used to here. Uh, I think that's one thing that we need to look at and we, we need to address. The benefit of coming in from the outside is to be able to get a fresh look on these ideas, look at ways other states do these systems and processes and see how we can implement them as our own and put our own Louisiana spin on them to make sure that they serve the sportsmen here. And it's going to be a, a big interest of ours to be able to create better partnerships with Ducks Unlimited, Delta Waterfowl, as well as the Louisiana Waterfowl Working Group, and really bring everybody to the table as well as our own scientists 
and people inside the department to really create common sense approaches and common sense solutions to some of these problems that we have in order to help recover, create better land management, and really work on some of the projects that we have here. Like I said, there's a, there's a lot of work to do in this department. I'm very excited about it, and I think this is one thing that we can do, and there's a huge benefit to bring more duck hunters into the state and really bring back some of those numbers of losses we've seen in the past and see how we can get a fresh look and fresh ideas to bring more people to the table. Probably the most controversial issue with the waterfowl crisis is allowing people to the north of us in the flyway to hunt unharvested flooded crops. And I've seen the videos of it uh, where, you know, it's like bringing water to bait where here you could you know we can't do that because number one the ducks if they're not here to see it they can't take advantage of it and our habitat is not conducive to that type of management uh did are you involved in that in any way and how do you see that maybe uh being worked out among the flyway uh, either federally or the flyway group itself where states can cooperate and and try to get our migration more back to what it used to be where we get birds when we've got winter time well, it's definitely something we're looking at, and we realize and recognize that it's unfair to the hunters in Louisiana that we're losing a lot of this uh, because of some of the management that other states are using. And that just means we need to be better at management and be able to work and partner with these organizations that are doing it right now to see how we can make sure we bring ducks back to Louisiana. Um, changing topics. A fish restocking program. You know, you know, another area of contention is we just underwent changes in our speckled trout limits. They're still working on redfish because those two species found were overfished, and uh, changes have to be made to help restore those populations. And one of the answers could be restocking. It's been done in other states. Uh, it would certainly be very novel and revolutionary here in Louisiana. Have you looked into that program? Yeah, we've definitely looked at all the different programs inside this department as well as this one and looking at different ways we can do this. There's a number of different solutions to address problems like this one, and we just need to take a look at it and make sure that the we do this the best way that we can to be able to help the, help the industry. You know, I think the biggest thing, like I said, was we just need to be able to look at a number of these issues and figure out our best way to approach them because there's different approaches to be able to solve all these problems like the marine fishery restocking programs as well as some of the other projects that are ongoing inside the department. Another thing was the, the TAG Louisiana program. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but this was using citizen scientists, I guess you would call them, to do a lot of the work that an agency might do, but this way it saves an awful lot of money uh, because it provides just an, very important data, and the, the public was very responsive. In fact, it still goes on, but it's continuing without the support of Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries. Do you think that that could change and bring it back to where it was, I, I want to say it was about six or seven years ago? Yeah, I know that the TAG program has been very popular. It's been very popular with all of our recreational anglers, and I look forward to working with CCA and creating a better partnership with them, as well as our charter guides, to be able to learn more about it and ways that we can move programs like that forward, fix them, and look how we can still implement them inside the department to be able to help out our recreational fishermen. You know, um, something that you may have may be able to help us with is, is that program brings the citizens in to uh, fulfill some of the needs that the department has. And I, I see that in other divisions where uh, other states better utilize volunteers. 
Uh, Alabama has a program called AVID where uh, they employ turkey hunters to keep good records and documentation and submit that. And I think that's invaluable to the department. And I don't see things like that here in Louisiana as far as involving the public in it. There are some little programs out there, but the participation is not there. And I don't think it's because people don't want to. I don't think they're getting the message and, and getting involved in it or aware of what, what they can do to help. Yeah, I think you're exactly right that there's a lot of really good programs nationwide, like I said, that we can be implementing throughout uh, this process as we begin to take over the department and really assess the current state of the department. And as I said before, our goal is to create a department that serves the hunters and fishermen of the state, that honors the sportsman paradise. A lot of that is going to be taking a look at new technology available, new ideas available, and see how we can implement them in the state to be able to help move this organization forward. If you had to criticize the department uh, for any shortcomings that, that you immediately saw when you came in, could you identify those? And things that look, you might I think change. we've got a lot of look. I think we've got a lot of great people here, and my goal is to make sure that we live up and honor the sportsman paradise. We've got an excellent law enforcement program. We've got great people in our fisheries department. We've got great people in our wildlife department, and we've got a great support system here. And so we just need to be able to work together and. Uh, as you know, as a college rower, my priority is to make sure we get the right people in the right seats in the boat and then start rowing in the right direction. And so that's what we're going to do. You know, I don't think there's another governmental agency in the state that involves its user group, its constituents, as, as or can, has the possibility of doing that as much as, as Louisiana does. What would you say to the people listening out there as far as getting them involved? You know, kind of like the old thing, don't ask what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. I think that applies to Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries. I think you're, I think you're exactly right, and I think every time we as – our sportsmen interact with this department. I think every time you interact with one of our wildlife agents, I think the most important thing you can do is go out and buy hunting license, buy fishing license, buy the lifetimes memberships for your family members. These things are, are ways that you can interact with the department and show us what you guys are doing out in the field. Tag us in your social media posts. Really show us what you guys are doing every day so that way we can create a better department that serves each one of you. Very good. Uh, stay with me, Madison, if you can. Uh, you got us to do a few more minutes. Oh, we need to take a break, but I've got a couple more things I'd like to cover with you. Of course. Happy All to right. stick around. Very good. We'll be right back with Madison Shahan. She's the new Secretary of Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, and you're listening to it on the Big 870 WWL. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices so join the revolution subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring listen on your odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast you'll be glad you did and along with uh, a new governor we also have a new secretary of louisiana department of wildlife and fisheries if you're just joining us her name is madison shahan and she is heading up this department uh, some i believe uh is it almost 800 employees madison yes that is correct wow Big job. When you first got here and now you've had a chance to, to look into the department, what do you see as the number one biggest challenge? You mentioned about uh, restoring faith in a public servant, says becoming a recognized as a responsible public service agency. Is that it, or is there something else that's even more daunting as you look at this huge undertaking you've inherited? Well, I think the biggest thing for us as we take a look at this department is I fully understand the uh, shoes I'm walking into of the previous secretaries and some of the corruptions and issues that have been here in the past. And we want to be dedicated to the people of Louisiana. We want to be accountable to the people of Louisiana and make sure that we stay above the fray of what has happened in the past. And we want to make sure we are transparent and we are accountable to the public, like I said Earlier, if you go out and you buy a hunting license, a fishing license, that lifetime membership, you are a member of this department, and we want you to have a voice and and be able to be a part of that and being able to hear from the public and and live up to the standard of the sportsman paradise is exactly what we're going to do. Wish list. If you look down your wish list and uh, the the biggest need that, that you think you have in leading the department or the department has, what would that be, I guess, outside of money? Because money certainly drives a lot of things. Well, of course. I, I think that's the big thing. We want to get more people interacting with the department, using the department's resources. The state of Louisiana has plenty of resources, and we need to make sure we're managing those properly. We need to look at the programs that are doing really well and seeing how we can make them better. We need to look at the programs that aren't serving the people of Louisiana and look at how we can make those better. And our priority needs to be the people, and it needs to be the hunters and the fishermen that interact with this department on a daily basis. It needs to be to help our forward-facing divisions of this department and make sure our law enforcement officers have the resources needed to be able to do their job. And it's a huge priority of mine to make sure they get those resources and make sure that they have what they need to serve the people of Louisiana and make sure that our executive team here, our leadership team here is conveying that message every day and being able to make sure it's a top-down approach and make sure that everything we do, we're accountable, we're transparent, and again, we're serving the people of Louisiana. We are a professional service organization. This is a premier sportsman organization that we want to do our very best to be able to serve the people and move this organization forward. Legislatively, is there something on your wish list that you need from the legislature that possibly could be generated by by the public, by the public getting to their legislator and, and making some recommendations and letting them know about their preferences? 
as we assess the status of the department and as we kind of dive into all those systems and processes and the programs we have in place, I look forward to having conversations with Governor Landry of what our priorities will be and looking forward to taking and carrying the governor's priorities forward for this department and allowing him to lead us in that direction as well. Can you share with us his conversation with you when he made the choice to put you in this position, what he would expect of you and what your mission will be? I think the governor expected me to be a leader of a professional service organization to help the forward-facing divisions of this department. I have the benefit of coming in from the outside, giving this department a fresh look, and Governor Landry provides excellent vision for the state. He believes that we are one team, and this is that the people of Louisiana deserve a government as good as them, and that's what he wants to do, and I follow in his direction and will follow him anywhere in order to do that. Are you confident that he will give you the personnel, the tools, the resources to to accomplish your your job? Governor Landry already has. He's put all of his faith in me to be able to lead this department. He's given me the resources needed to be able to do that. He, him and I talk very frequently about the direction of this department. He has made this a priority of his and trusted me to do it. He's given me those resources and put that faith in me for me to be able to do my job every day. Very good. Well, Madison, we're ready to wrap up here. Any uh, final thoughts that you'd like to pass on to the audience? Well, thank you for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity to be able to speak with you and and all of your audience as well. I look forward to being able to lead this department. I look forward to being able to honor the sportsman paradise that is Louisiana. And I look forward to everybody buying hunting and fishing license to be able to interact with this department and be lifetime members of what we're doing here. Well, very good. And, uh, Madison, I'd certainly like to invite you to come on periodically. Uh, one of your predecessors, uh, Secretary Robert Barham, uh, used to come on with me once a month to do a Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fish. Just a little five-minute update and hit some of the highlights of what was going on, what the agency was involved in, and what the public needed to know. A lot of times he was in a boat fishing or he was standing in flooded timber hunting ducks, and he did it on a cell phone. But it was very, very helpful, and uh, I'd certainly like to invite you in the future to come on regularly like this or uh, do a a, a very short, brief uh, review of uh, what's been happening in your agency. I think that's great, and I look forward to being able to take more questions from you and more questions from the public as we dive into this organization and look forward to being a professional service organization and creating the premier sportsman organization for the state of Louisiana. Well, welcome to Louisiana, and best of luck in your new endeavor, Madison. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. You're quite welcome. All right, uh, we're going to be back after this, and uh, I'll get to some of your comments on the text message board, if you like, and uh, we'll share those with the rest of the audience. Also had a lot of interesting comments on the Black Bear proposal for a, a new season on that. We'll talk a little bit more about that and tell you what's coming up in the noon hour. We'll do it right after this pause on the out, on, I'm sorry, <laughs> WWL. 870 a.m. And welcome back into the Newell Norman Show. Don Dubuque got the duty of filling in while Newell hunts. And, uh, well, are you impressed with our new Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Secretary? What do you think? 504-260-1870. That is our Oakland Hawk talk and text line. And uh, some of the comments coming in, uh, this one says, whatever happened to the $250 million freshwater line? Uh, I'm not sure what you're referring to there. Here's one says, Don, wonder whether you know anything more about wildlife and fisheries than you did before her interview. I certainly do not. Professional in the word salad. 
another text says, your guest may be a good head of wildlife and fisheries department, but she's not a good speaker. She's monotone and run on, no inflection and no breaks between sentences. She talks like a robot. Uh, here's one. Uh, I will take care of that for you, Paul, request. And here's one that says, uh, you don't have the duck hunters here because you don't have the ducks. Ducks Unlimited wants our money to keep the ducks up north. Most of the work that they do benefits northern states, not us here. Uh, me, along with everyone that I know, will not make any contributions to them due to the fact. Look at where all the new marshlands and rice fields are. That's from Texter 2443. Uh, this one says, how on earth will this neophyte foreigner be able to function uh, in a state that's not her own, where she knows none of the players or the conditions involved. Another says, ask why dogries are only two, referring to the limit, when there's thousands of these birds all over south Louisiana. Uh, beautiful rice and cornfields all around us. Another one says, uh, she's done her homework. Sounds like she's done it. And this one, I'm sure, is uh, being humorous. Don, tell her we need a growback season in South Louisiana. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Duck hunting has really been good at the deer camp up in Caldwell Parish near Monroe. Not so good here in Lafouche. That's from our friend, the tomato lady. And we got more questions about, yes, they did find Abby, the black lab. Uh, Abby is safe and sound at home with its owner, if you didn't hear about it. And here's one that says, Don, you seem concerned that the word secretary is not prestigious enough. What about secretaries of defense, state, interior? A better question is why someone more familiar with Louisiana wasn't chosen for the job. That's from Sal. Yeah, I just think secretary, uh, when you hear that, you think of a secretary working in an office as an assistant uh, under someone where this is the, the, I don't know, this is a different name would be director of Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries, I think, would be a more appropriate title. It's just semantics. And here's one that says, uh, ask about the wetlands issue with onshore fishing private property and open waters and how it affects big tournaments. That's from the Lafayette Yacker. That is a very important issue, uh, being uh, chased off of whether wetlands are considered uh, private or public. Big issue here. And uh, that will be one of the ones. There's a lot of them we didn't have time or chance to talk about. Uh, we will be able to talk with her more about that issue. And here's one says, wow, she seems to be an expert in the wordy non-answer. Uh, Don asked if she hunts or fishes. Well, yeah, she said she's a, a bird hunter from up in South Dakota. And here's one that says, this is nothing but a political payback by Landry to Nome, and it reeks of backroom dealing, nothing personal against her, but she knew nothing about us and our ways and basically has no background for the job and no amount of doublespeak will convince me otherwise. Uh, another one says, the young lady can certainly talk the talk. Only time will tell if she can walk the walk. Godspeed to her in her efforts. That's from old man Sam. And here's one says, like to know what she'll do with outlaws that continue to disregard the law. Even after arrested, waiting court continues to outlaws. It's frustrating to see outlaws get slapped on the wrist. I don't know how much a wildlife and fisheries uh, secretary could do to impact that. That's more of a case of our district attorneys and prosecutors in individual parishes, which I'll tell you, there's some problems there. But as far as the department's enforcement, uh, they write the tickets, the citations, they make the charges. It's up to the DAs and the judges and the courts to prosecute them. All right, here's one says, what record? There's no record. Well, that's all the time we got for that. We'll be back to 
It's lunchtime. Get you some lunch and uh, talk lunchtime politics with us. We've got uh, Ron Fauche coming up next about the special session. Stay with us on the Big 870 WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.